Young and Dumb, a podcast for the young, dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold. Hear the journey of incredible individuals like you or I, who accomplish many things in their short lifetimes. Allow them to tell their story and share with you how they got to where they are today. And the best part yet is they're only just getting started. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast. Each and every day, Elliot is getting better and better and going further along in his entrepreneurial journey. But to document all of this, he uses his camera. So we had to give him the word snap. Superb is his content. That's the only way you grow on Instagram with over 20,000 followers and on YouTube going from 100 to over 50,000 subscribers in just a month. Neat. His feed is clean. It's one of the best traits I've seen in a content creator. It's when you're able to go to their profile and you know exactly what to expect. Agile. From content creation to Amazon FBA, Elliot is putting his hands into everything and trying to find out what he truly loves. Possibility. In his potential. He's grown so much in such a short period of time It'll be exciting to watch him grow in the years coming. This week, we snap with Elliot Choi. Get Your Grinder presents another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast with your co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary. We are back at it again. We take a trip down to Tennessee, took a stop in Nashville, and we brought our boy Elliot onto the podcast with us today. He's a visionary. He's a media mastermind videographer, photographer, among many other things. Elliot, say what's up to the people. What is up? Thank you guys so much for having me. Glad to have you on board with us today. And Elliot, I just want to start off by saying I'm very, very impressed with your work. Uh, If anyone listening out there, if you have time, time, stop on Instagram, check out Elliot's page. Super dope content, content. Before we get into that, I want to know if we have to take your journey and turn it into a loading bar so far. From zero to 100%, where do you feel like you are right now on your journey? That's a good question. I would probably say I'm around 10%, maybe a little bit less, maybe like 5%. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's it's completely based on age. Um, I think I've found a bit of success, but it's only in the past month that I've been, I've been really seeing some results in terms of like my personal brand growth and whatnot. Um, so I like it's hard to think about like what's way down the line because as you live your life, I think one thing leads to another, and and you start to realize you know the potential that you didn't even realize existed before. Um, but I'd, I'd say around like five to ten percent, but you know maybe even lower. I have no idea. <laughs> no man, I love that. So let's dive into uh, let's dive deep into the college experience for you, right? What were you kind of expecting out of college first going into it versus what have you really gotten out of it uh, so far? That's a good question. I would say, I mean, before college, I was doing a few uh, like entrepreneurial ventures, but I definitely wasn't thinking that it would take up, be taking up the majority of my time in college, you know, going to class, um, partaking in like extracurriculars and 
uh, kind of doing my own thing on the side as well. But right now, what's interesting is, uh, although school is a priority, um, time-wise, I'm spending more time on YouTube, on my ventures, and that's pretty surprising just because like I'm in school, right? I'm a, I'm a full-time student, so it would make sense that most of my day is is filled with classes and studying, but I think I've balanced it in a way where I can really focus my time and energy on the stuff that I really care about. And that's not to say that school isn't a priority, but it doesn't necessarily take up the majority of my day. And it's interesting hearing you saying that because it actually brings me back to my senior year in college. Whenever I was doing work, whether it was on the laptop or um, in my apartment, I'd have friends come up to me like, hey, like, you know, what are you working on? Um, like not homework. I'm working on my podcast or like I'm working on get your grind of stuff. Like that was my main focus. And, uh, it got to a point where I was like, do you even do homework anymore? And I was like, yeah, you know, like occasionally like, I'll get it done. But like, this was my main focus. I'm glad to hear that you put your head down. Um, gotten into what makes you happy, what you enjoy, um, and that you're, you're making the most out of it. Um, but tell me what is, uh, what it's like to, exist in the the vandy ecosystem as um i i guess uh, a student alternative um, and what i mean by that is that not only are you a, a student um but you kind of detach from that and you have your hand in a lot of different other ventures yeah so it's interesting because the norm is you know students care about their grades that's their priority if they get their homework done if they get their studying done you know, maybe on the weekends, they're just hanging out, they're just chilling. And, you know, once they're done with school, they are just kind of relaxing, kicking it back. But for me, it's like, my, my schedule is def very different. I try to get like my schoolwork done early. And then as soon as my schoolwork is done, great, it's out of the way. And I can focus on like stuff that I really care about. And so I think I, I love a different life than the majority of the students here. Um, not to say that they're not doing many other things on campus. But just because the nature of what I do is kind of independent of, of uh, campus, it's more online, uh, really, like, my schedule, I think, is different. And, and it's interesting because, like, everyone has heard that saying, like, you're the average of the five people closest to you. Like, my close friends don't necessarily, like, understand, like, why I can't go hang out or get dinner with them because I have to film a video. They're just like, oh, come out. So it's, it's really hard because sometimes I have to resist that temptation because I need to prioritize some of the goals that I have in the long run yeah i think that's a really great point to bring up because i'm sure i mean i've experienced that especially like uh growing up in, in college and it's like hey you should come out to this party or should, you should come out with me or grab dinner or whatever and i'm like oh, i'm sorry i can't like i have to go get some get uh, this podcast out or i have to create some content for instagram or whatever it may be and it it kind of builds some tension sometimes between um myself and my friends how have you kind of handled that? Because I know some people have crippled in that and that either their friendships, uh, relationships suffer, whereas it seems that you're kind of thriving. You've kind of found a balance to it. So talk us through that. Yeah, so honestly, it comes down to, like you said, balance and priorities as well. Um, ultimately, I think I'm fortunate enough to have friends who, who do understand like what I'm doing and what, what I'm trying to build. So uh, they're very reasonable about when, when I turn down their offers, hang out, and they'll, they'll come back with more. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. Um, but really, again, it comes down to your priorities. Like, it is important. Like, my friends are very important to me. Um, but right now, like, I have certain things that I have an opportunity with, and that opportunity is not always going to be there. And I think, like, 
I still do connect with my friends, but because that is a priority, most of my time and energy does go towards the work that I do. And with the remaining time that I have, I do spend it with my friends. But it, again, it comes down to that balance. I think balance is such an underrated concept in today's uh, world. Like if, if you can balance everything, like then you really do have your life together. And I think that's key, especially being a college student. Balance is huge. Um, balance of your time, balance of your schedule, um, making sure you're going to sleep um, and getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating correctly. Um, you know, when people typically go to college, it's their first time on their own existing um, and basically living life essentially how they'd want to live life uh, within a school setting of course. Um, but this is definitely a time where people start to lose sight of that balance um, and start to fall one way or the other. Um, so I'm glad you're able to recognize this at you know such a young age and really hone in on that. And I would say you definitely have to, you know, there are a lot of temptations. Like in in college, there are people whose who sleep schedules are different. You know, they're sleeping at 1 or 2 a.m. and then they, they have later classes. So then they wake up at, you know, 9, 10 a.m which is fine, but maybe like your schedule is different. You like, you're a morning person, you like to get work done in the morning and you have to resist the temptation of like socializing, you know, at 11, 12 PM and, and rather you just need to go to sleep. But because like that, they're like right there, like I'm gonna use the example of socializing, your friends are just right there, like right next door. So um, it can really be difficult, but you have to be able to prioritize or else you just won't get a grasp on, on, your, on your lifestyle. Exactly. Um, so with everything that you do now, uh, bring us back to its origins. Where did you start um, messing around with the camera, creating content, and realize that uh, this is what you wanted to do? Yeah. Back in high school, my freshman year, I didn't even have an iPhone, but basically I borrowed my friend's phones. I just like take pictures of random things or, like around school, maybe like during lunchtime. Hey, can I borrow your phone? Take pictures of like the food or something. And so I really like enjoyed that process. And so when my sister got like a DSL camera, I started to borrow that and I started taking photos. And around junior year, senior year, actually around junior year probably of high school, I started to post those photos on Instagram and I was fortunate enough to, uh, fortunate enough to gain some traction. I got really involved with like social media, how to grow on social media, all that stuff. And I ended up gaining around 20,000 followers to my photography Instagram account. And honestly, that got me into college because <laughs> I wrote about that in like my college essays. Uh, but sometime around senior year, I also started watching like Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you guys know, um, but he's like a huge inspiration to me. And he was basically talking about flipping and reselling in one of these videos. And in that in that process, I started to uh, resell and I grew that business uh, as an extra side income. Um, and then going into college, I started an Amazon FBA business, uh, which I'm still doing now, but the, that came from my background in reselling and I'm getting to like where this is all coming together, but basically with Amazon and my knowledge of, uh, that online space and alongside photography, um, I started to learn videography and right now my main focus is kind of the, the crossroads between that creative side as well as the business side with my YouTube channel, uh, which I apply like a lot of SEO and marketing tactics to that channel, but also its core, at its core, it's creating content. And so I think those two avenues, like my creative side as well as my business side, kind of just merged um, with this YouTube channel. And so far it's, it's what I've been like most passionate about. I think it's because it's 
a combination of the two things that I care about most in my life. Yeah, I think uh, those these past few years for you have been really foundation building, right? Of just skill sets that you're learning from either it's the FBA selling or the photography or the video storytelling or YouTube, whatever it is, you're just kind of building your foundation for later on in your life when you're able to kind of accelerate things in that nature. What, what has kind of, is there any tips to, that you can give to someone who might be trying to learn a skill because I know for me um, the way that I got to learn a lot about LinkedIn and like its algorithm and just how to post and everything that goes along with that was because I started producing content A but B because then once I started producing content people started to add me to like little groups and I got to learn from some of the best content creators what is, are kind of your hacks around learning things or are you just learning things from Googling stuff and YouTubing, searching and stuff? Yeah, so everything is online now, right? So I learned the majority, if not everything that I know off of YouTube and uh, some of it off of Reddit. But again, everything is online. I've never taken a course. Um, and I, I, there's just like a lot of information that is out there. And so, like you said, that combining that information with actual experience, I think is the best way to accelerate your learning. So. I'll use the example of videography. Um, there's this one videographer that I really look up to. His name is Sam Colder. And basically, with my with one of my recent videos, I wanted to be able to edit like him. And I was nowhere near that standard. But basically, I told myself, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to create a film that is inspired by him, inspired by his style. And I learned really, really quickly, like in about a week, some really advanced techniques by going on YouTube, searching up those techniques, and then immediately applying them to um, in, into my craft, and, and literally just digging in, putting the time, failing a few times, but then also just figuring things out along the process. So there's so these really complicated, um, you know, advanced techniques that, that might take months to learn. I think I was able to shorten it into a few days, literally just because I, I learned the basics, I tried it out, I was, I was failing and I was, was having a hard time with it. But just going through that process, you learn so much. And while you learn the main thing that you're trying to learn, you also learn so many things on the side as a peripheral. Mm -hmm. So for, uh, for photography and videography specifically, uh, I feel like it's very YouTube oriented, right? You can learn a lot from YouTube. Pretty much there's a tutorial on everything. Right. But I, for me, I feel the hard thing is knowing what to exactly search on YouTube. How do you like if you're watching a, a video from Sam, right? And you see a nice transition or something that you really want to add to your repertoire of editing. How do you go about finding what that thing is called? So you can look up like, how do I do this type of transition or how do I do that? Yeah, that's a good question. Sam Colder is an interesting example because I think there's a huge community behind his editing techniques. Um, so there, there is a, a good amount of resources. Um, so let's say I see like a Zoom, like, like one scene here, it zooms to another uh, scene, and I'm like, okay, what is this transition? I might just look up like zoom transition, Sam Colder. I think like a lot of it has to do with intuition. The people creating the content, trying to reach you, you know, they're creating content so that they can get attention, right? And so they are trying their best to really capture the people who are searching for them already. And so I think just using your intuition, thinking about like, okay, what? If I was creating content to educate someone on this on this topic, what am I going to name my video? Um, and so I think using some of that intuition is definitely helpful. 
and, and with that intuition and learning all the different skills, I feel like whenever we're learning something new or we put ourselves in an intensive purpose to learn something new, we often learn um, a little bit more about ourselves as well through the process. Have you had any um, self-reflecting periods of time where um, you kind of learned something about yourself that you didn't know before? I will say some some uh, a recent revelation is my experience with like photography. This is more skill based, less about me as a person. But let's say with photography, I was growing my social media accounts, learning about like hashtags, for example. And at the time, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I knew what to do and how to grow, but I didn't know like the that that any of those techniques had like a strategy name to it or anything like that. But then di- di- really diving into YouTube SEO and learning about like Google SEO, I realized that a lot of the techniques that I was applying on my Instagram, which I didn't even know what I was doing specifically, I just knew what to do, was actually like very popular techniques that were used for YouTube and Google and all of those SEO tactics. And so like in hindsight, I realized that what I was doing actually had like a specific name and direction and purpose. Um, but I thought that was interesting because while you're while when you're in the moment just like trying something new like you don't necessarily realize like what it is that you're doing you're just trying to figure it out but i think like looking back um that was so valuable because it really helped me understand youtube seo because i had that experience kind of learning about uh instagram seo from the ground up all right so i'm looking through i'm looking through your instagram right now and some big pictures that kind of stick out to me are you met damon john and you met gary v talk us through how that even happened and what that experience was kind of like did they give you any advice or anything like that i know justin i know you met gary v kind of recently right yeah me and michelle got to uh go on stage and ask gary a question out i forget what the name of the conference was but it was a conference down in orlando yeah man michelle's uh dm goddess over there i love that yeah so i'll start off with damon basically um, that was just an opportunity through Vanderbilt. He came to speak for, uh, at Vanderbilt University, and one of my friends uh, gave him the opportunity to speak with him because there was like a, a backstage thing where just a few students were able to talk to him. Um, yeah, and I talked to him, and, and I asked him a question about um, – I forget exactly what I asked him, but the advice he gave me was to try as many different things as possible in a short amount of time. And I think that goes to the idea – in entrepreneurship of just like testing and failing and learning from those failures. Um, and so that was super valuable advice. And then, uh, so I don't follow Damon as closely as Gary. So um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I met back in last summer, I guess, in New York City. He was doing like a meetup. So so these were like pretty planned, not like spur of the moment, like, oh, let's connect. Like, like Gary didn't just come out to meet me. So that was that was a meetup in New York. It was when he was launching his uh, new shoe. And basically, I asked him um, about judgment because that is something that I struggle with. And a lot of people make judgments about people, stereotyping. Um, and it's just like something that humans do, maybe not intentionally, but it is something that I want to work on. And so I asked him about it. And specifically, going back to the law of averages, I was I was asking about how do I like not judge my friends if they don't have similar ambitions as me and he basically just said you have to spend less time with them don't cut them out of your life but you have to prioritize what it is that you're you're dreaming of and so i think that really helped me in terms of like judgment like if someone he said like if someone wants to live on the beach 
make $40,000 a year and just surf every day, then that's fine. That's what they want. Right. And I, I think like that really hit me. Like not everyone will necessarily have the same ambitions as you and that's completely fine, but you know, you, you can't let them affect you at the same time. So yeah, both, both of those guys gave me really good advice. Um, and yeah, super, super awesome opportunities that were given to me. And I think Gary makes a great point there to uh, find people who um, have, you know, those or who are like-minded, who have the same ambitions, same lifestyles. Um, it's, it's easier to progress and to, uh, I guess, vibe with them. And have you been able to find that at college, whether it's um, students or faculty or group um, of people where you've been able to thrive with? So I think that you have to get really lucky to find those people around you. I have been really lucky and I have like, I would say one or two maximum individuals who I think like are in a very similar wavelength as me, very similar mindset. Um, that being said, I have luckily found a lot of individuals online and I've always, I feel like this is true of when I was running my photography account too. It's so much easier to find like-minded individuals online and you can develop meaningful relationships with those people just by calling them, talking to them often, and you can really develop that relationship even without ever having like ever meeting them really in person. Like hopefully you eventually get that opportunity. But even if it doesn't, I found that interacting with certain people who are like-minded online is is just the easier way to find those people. A and B, you know, those people are doing similar things as you because you know if you're involved on in the online space, then that's where you're going to find people who really uh, have similar ambitions and similar dreams and goals. Yeah, I think the internet is just a wonderful platform if you use it in the right way, right? Like some of my closest relationships with people, especially in the business world, have come off of LinkedIn and kind of the people that I've met on there started creating content and we all just kind of engage, whether it's once a week, once every couple of days or once a month, like just hopping on a phone call, learning what they're up about and then just keeping up with them that way. So now let's move. Uh, what year are you in college? I'm a sophomore. So you're a sophomore and you're just getting started. What What's your major in college right now? Right now it's called, so basically it's called human and organizational development. Vandy doesn't necessarily have a business school. And so this is kind of like the business major, but it's kind of vague. It's really broad. So you can take it in a number of different ways. Gotcha. So right now, obviously I hate getting asked, like, where do you see yourself in five years? But do you feel like you're going to be using your college, um, your college degree post-graduation and like getting a traditional corporate job and working that way? Or do you feel like you're going to continue down this entrepreneurial path for the next two, two, three-ish years and be able to kind of fund yourself once you graduate? Yeah. So I don't actually think that I'm wired in a way where I can fully be happy or at my fullest potential if I'm working at a job. That being said, I think it's an amazing opportunity to take a job if you can, if, if you can learn a lot from that position. And especially because, you know, having started some of my own businesses, that risk of, of even financial risk, but all the other risks associated with business, like if you're working for someone else, that risk is, that burden is placed on someone else, but you still get the benefits of learning everything in that position. And so I would say that I'm not against getting a job, but in, in my ideal situation, I will have um, started something started something successful or built some of my existing ventures to a successful state where I can be running that full time by the time I graduate. That being said, uh, I am again I'm still open to taking like a, a formal you know nine me like 
nine to five job, any of that. Um, I think there's definitely value to be taken. I think in the world of entrepreneurship, too many people diss that nine to five. I think it has a lot to offer. You know, like Jeff Bezos worked on Wall Street for um, a few years before starting Amazon. And I'm sure that some of the skills that he learned there helped him grow that business. And so I think the culture of just like bashing nine to five, you know, maybe it's not for everyone, but for some people that is the path that is the right path for them. So. Great. And we, over the past, what, 20 minutes, we've had uh, a really in-depth look at your 10 to 15%. And we've come a long way during that time period. Um, but since we're looking into the future and kind of planning ahead, give us a little idea about what a hundred percent looks for you. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even know, like, if I can, if, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I have a vision of what 100% looks like. Um, because I think as you start to actually take action and, and do certain things and pursue certain ventures, like one thing leads to another. And um, there's this fallacy, I forget what it's called necessarily, but it's like, I'll, I'll give an example. Basically, if someone just like watches basketball, they might say they know like 80% of the game. But if you ask like a call, like a NCAA, like, you know, someone who's in college actually playing basketball, they might say they know like 30%. That's interesting because they actually know more, but they say they know less. And that's because like, you just don't know like what you don't know. And when you have this knowledge of what's out there, I think you feel like you have so much more to go. And so that's kind of like my mindset right now, like, I feel like I do have an understanding of what's out there and the potential that, that is available in the online space. But I think that there's just no way I can really predict. I can maybe see like a year, two years forward, but that hundred percent way down the line when I'm, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old, I don't even think I can really imagine. So I, I know I kind of like side, I kind of put your question there, but um, I really do think that it's, it's difficult to, uh, envision that. And I don't think like it's necessarily good to have a vision of where you're going to be 40, 50, 60 years down the road because you might be limiting yourself because maybe something that happens when you're 20 or 30 really leads to an opportunity that brings you to the even higher level. And so I think goals need to be fluid. They need to be constantly changing. And there's only so much I can really uh, envision for myself that far down the road. No, I agree, hundred percent. Because it's it's like if you take myself for instance, right? Two years ago, if you asked me what do I see myself doing, I would be like, oh, I'm gonna work a corporate job because I've been getting the good grades, I've been getting the internships and everything like that. Fast forward to now, I said no to that corporate job and like I'm doing my own thing, and it's it's insane the type of different person you can be within a year or two, and it's it's great to keep that open mind. Going off of that, like the past month, I had let me just like put this into perspective, like a month and a half ago, which is about what, six weeks ago, I had a hundred subscribers on YouTube. And right now I'm at 50,000. And so that opportunity is just blossoming. And it's not something I could have even fathomed like a month ago, like literally six weeks ago, which is insane. And the potential with just um, online ventures, but just the opportunity right now in, in today's world is incredible. Like, it's, it's actually it's like it's I'm so passionate about it because I think anyone can do it. Um, let me give an example. Obviously, people have been talking about the world, world record egg on Instagram. Let me just explain that. So someone like a, like a 14 year old could have started that account right now. It has more attention than any other medium. And someone could literally flip that right now for upwards of a million dollars. 
And the fact that that's all happened in the past few days or like past week and a half is absolutely insane. And so like, again, like anyone could have done that. And so I think the opportunity available online is just something I'm really passionate about because anyone can get started with it. I agree. It's, it's an amazing thing if you, if you know how to use it the right way. So with that, we get to move on to our favorite part of the podcast, which is the deep thinking question. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> all, right. all right. So you're you're a couple of years out of high school and you've been able to make new friends, but also be able to kind of keep in touch with your old friends, but at the same time, starting your own ventures and of that many ventures. Is there something that you wish that you could tell to all the high schoolers around in the world, like a piece of advice that could help them kind of catapult themselves to make that transition into either college or the workforce, wherever they're going after high school? Yeah. I think I wish I started earlier because in high school, I was so just in my head about school and grades and I really just hyped it up. And so one of my biggest regrets, like freshman, sophomore year of high school, was the fact that I came home from school, I sat down and I said, okay, you have so much work to do. And in your mind, like in high school, it's really a lot of work. And so I was like, okay, you need to sit down right after school, do your homework all the way until you sleep. Freshman, like freshman and sophomore year, I would say the majority of my week was literally, I come home from school, I kind of half-ass my, my homework for like six hours, and then I go to sleep super late from procrastinating and doing all that. And so literally, you can get your homework done in a few hours. Just get home from school, get it done, knock it out, and you can actually do things that you care about. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go start a business or uh, pursue a venture. You can literally be hanging out with friends, which is also extremely valuable. And so, you know, high school is comparatively to like the real world. I hate using that, but <laughs> comparatively to the real world, it's, it's not really that bad and as bad as you might think. So put it into perspective, just get your work done and pursue things that you can actually, you know, be passionate about because like there's more to life than school. And one of my biggest regrets in high school was not like having more fun and enjoying myself a little bit more. I definitely hear you there, especially my time in high school. Like you're, it's really drilled into your head that, you know, grades come first. School is the biggest thing. You got to get your grades right for college and then they grain ingrain college into your head. I mean, that's really all you're thinking about, but you lose that uh, childlike innocence. You forget how to be a kid and how to uh, enjoy yourself and uh, really enjoy what the important things are in life. Um, so I'm really glad you you brought that up there. Um, but leading to our second question, for us here, get your grind up, young and dumb um, is more than just a phrase. Uh, for us, it means young, um, dedicated, up and coming, motivated, and bold. Uh, but what does young and dumb mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I would say it really comes down to getting outside of your comfort zone. I think this idea, okay, so I think like a lot of people, just are happy chasing the norms. And maybe right now for college, that means getting good grades, partying on the weekends, getting that summer internship, just going through the steps that everyone deems is okay. But at a certain point in life, you're gonna realize like, this is your life. And this, this life that other people have kind of crafted as you know what is successful may not be necessarily what is right for you and what makes you happy. And so I think, being able to experiment with different things and not being afraid to veer away from what is considered the norm is really important. I think 
you find a lot of successful people that have veered away from the norm because um, the norm is made for everyone. And so like the debate about like public school, like education, like it's made for everyone. And so it doesn't really like help anyone specifically. Like this debate I think is interesting, but going back to what you're saying, like I just think that being able to escape the norm is something that you should be, um, some, something that is difficult, but something that you should be proud of if you're able to do that. No, I agree. And I think, I think with the, the point about like public schools, I think the people who succeed the most are the ones that get the most out of not necessarily the public schools in terms of like what you learn and the education side, but what's in the gray, right? The, the relationships that you build, the soft skills that you build and everything like that, because I think at least for me, that was the most important thing that I learned in high school, like how, how I learned how to fail. Like our soccer team made it several times in the state cup and we lost every single time. And it's like, you get to learn how to fail. You come back to next year, stronger, better every single time. And I think that's the best part about high school, because if you're able to foster that environment of whether it's trying new things or learning how to fail, whatever it may be, that kind of just sets you sets you up for success later on in life because you aren't scared to start that business. You aren't scared to take that class in college that might lead you down the right major that you actually want to take, not the major that people have been telling you is the right one your whole life. So I 100% agree there. And going off of that, I think high school and college is such a I want to say, I don't want to say completely risk free, but it is a very like safe and comfortable environment where you can try new things because, you know, it's the worst that happens in high school. Like, even if you like completely fail, like at least you have like a home to go to. Right. Or like even in college, like at least you have like you can at least get a swipe and, and get some food at least like in the real world. When you fail and, and hit rock bottom, like you could be homeless. Right. But in college, I think like because they do support you with a lot of these things like um it, it's definitely you have like a, a risk-free and a safer environment to try different things and get outside of your comfort zone so like high school and college is such a good time to do that type of thing 100 percent, man so with that before we ask our last question where can people find you where can they find this amazingly fast growing youtube channel and just kind of give yourself a, a shout out before we ask this question sure my youtube channel is youtube.com slash elliot Choi, just my name and then I'm also active on my Instagram, which is again, just my name at Elliot Joy. Amazing. All right. So final question. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? This is a, this is interesting. Um, so I like to ask this question. I'm going to like kind of throw it back at you. Um, I like to ask this question um, to anyone that I meet. And this is interesting because I think like everyone has something. So the question is, what is your biggest brag? And I really like to get, get this question because, um, or ask this question, but also I guess I like to receive it as well. Um, first of all, everyone wants to talk about themselves, but when you ask this question, I think you immediately get an idea of you know what people value, their morals, and then also just what they're currently working on. So I guess I do want to ask you guys, Gary and Justin, um, what, what are your guys' biggest brags? um okay i think uh, i think i'll start off on this one my biggest brag it's weird talking about yourself um i think it's it's a weird concept i don't enjoy it um uh, but we'll, we'll see how this goes um i if i had to if I, if I had to say i'd say my biggest brag is um i guess my uh, ability to to make friends 
Um, I think that's an underrated skill. It's not like, oh, like he's a popular kid or um, like it's a, a contest or anything, but just uh, my ability to, you know, have strike up a conversation with someone and then have a connection and um, have a relationship on a, a level to where we can speak again and uh, we're fond of each other. Uh, I think that would be one of my my better attributes there. I can agree with that. Definitely. I mean, that's why we're able to have this relationship like thousands of miles away. <laughs> but see my, I think, so I got to give a little backstory on my biggest brag because the reason that it's my biggest brag, because you have to understand that at the time that this happened, soccer was literally my life. Like it was every day after school, I would be practicing like two to three hours plus on the weekends i probably had four games every weekend so it was like i literally had nothing else but soccer in my life and it was freshman year state cup final we're playing against beachside which is which was at the time the number one team in the nation they had just like won nationals or something before and the goalkeeper kicks a ball to half field and i just knock it back from half field and i score so that starts off the whole game. And then there's this kid on the other team. His name is Austin. Me and him like kind of had a little rivalry. And I used to always get into his head. And basically, I was like, bro, just keep talking junk this whole time. And I'm going to dive and get a pen. Then he was marking me. So I dove, got the pen, and then we scored on it two, up 2-0. Two and then the last one, I got a free kick. And my friend scored it. It was 3-0. So we ended up smacking the number one team in the nation 3-0. And I had never seen my coach, like my coach never gets happy. And even at this point, he wasn't even happy. But he said he, he like yelled at us at the once we finished the game and like we celebrated. He's like, guys, get in. And he's like, good job. And that's the only time I've ever heard him say wow. good job. So like that whole hour and a half, two hour experience, like I've literally written, I want to say like four to five essays for school on this one moment because it's just there's just so much amazingness that just happened like i score from half field against the number one team in the nation that it's just crazy i i can't tell you how many times i've heard that story <laughs> no him for 17 years <laughs> i'm dying once i heard him start that story i'm like oh here we go again but it was definitely one of his his highlight moments he had the the complete game um i'm pretty sure he didn't defend at all that game but still no still a complete <laughs> A complete game by Justin. Love it. Elliot, I wanted to to take this moment to uh, extend a huge Get Your Grind Up Young and Dumb thank you for coming on to the podcast, uh, sharing your knowledge, your content with us, uh, and having a good laugh. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. And for all of our listeners out there, if you want to know a little bit more about Elliot, you know where to find him on our website, getyourgrindup.com, or you can hit us up on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Get Show Grind Up. We'll be back very, very soon. You know, we're always with the podcast all year long, all 2019. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, Get Show Grind Up. All 2019. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace.